Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey, welcome everyone. My name is Justin and you're here on Inverse. Whether you're by video or for a podcast, we want to welcome each one of you. And in the studio, we have Callie and Siku on that side of the table. <laughs> and we have Jonathan and Justin on this side of the table. Hello, hello. And, uh, yeah, hey, we're just uh, changing stuff up. Yeah, and, and this is going to be an interesting episode to see, you know, men versus women. No, no, the great controversy. No, the great oh, controversy. No, no, don't do that. All right. So let's go to Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. Uh, chapter 14, verse 6, and we're looking at the three angels' messages. Uh, we've looked at it in two weeks, for two weeks now, and if you want to catch up where we are at, you want to go to inversebible.org, and you want to look up the three cosmic messages Bible study guide, but also you can watch the videos at hopetv.org slash inverse, and you can also look, uh, we will watch the videos there. Um, for, for a podcast, you can go to any of your preferred podcast provider, and you can get there. Um, the episodes there. Um, what do I want to say? Um, well, prayer. let's pray. Mm -hmm. Praying is always good. Right. And then see if you can pray for us and we'll get into Revelation okay. chapter 14, verse 6. All right, let's pray. Loving Father, we thank you that we can come to the study of your word and we pray that the Holy Spirit would be our teacher now. Um, open our minds um, to comprehend truths from your word mm -hmm. and Give us um, inspiration for how we can apply these truths to our lives so that it just does not remain as a mental exercise, but that we can actuate and live out the truths that we are learning. Mm. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Jonathan, 14.6 of Revelation. Just six or? Yeah, just okay. six. It's All right. Short one this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Revelation 14.6 says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Do seven, too. <laughs> Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Okay, we're going to spend a lot of time on this episode, the next episode, uh, sub subsequent, subsequent episodes uh, on, on Revelation 14. Um, but here, we're just setting up the, the discussion. We're talking about the gospel. Um, that's one of these words, and I gotta be honest with you, the word gospel is one of those words that you get, you get super excited about or super not, like and it's the yes. same time. Just because it's like, ugh. <laughs> do, do you guys have that? No, I don't. Like, it can mean uh, a lot of things to a lot of people. It, it does. You know, always it does. gospel music, are we talking about like, what, what I is I don't it? think of gospel music. No, no you don't? <laughs> Obviously, don't. that's well, why that's you go, ugh. Music. Yeah. Exactly. He's a music guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's just kind of like, um, it's one of those churchy words yes. that when you hear, you're just like, oh, and, 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 and so many people, as you said, like have so many definitions of it. It could be like, you know, like I love, you know, grilled cheese sandwiches and that's the gospel. Like it's also used in so many um, hyperboles mm -hmm. that it's uses, it loses its power. At the same time, it's so core to Christianity. It's so core to, to last day eschatology, last day movement. Uh, Adventism, Protestantism, theology that I mean, you can't get away from it. Mm -hmm. So without getting into text, like how uh, do you guys have the similar thought and how have you overcome? Um, Callie, uh, what's your take on this, this, this gospel thing? <laughs> Bang. I don't even know which question in there to answer. Just one so of them. I'll just choose one. <laughs> yes. Okay. So 
Uh, I would say, yes, there have definitely been times in my life, and even now, I would say when somebody's talking about the gospel, how I react to it depends on the person who's saying it, the context in which they're saying it, and mm. my understanding of what they mean by it when they mm. say the gospel. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, there are certain people who they seem bored mm. when they're talking about the gospel. Yes. And I'm like, well, now yes. I'm bored because yes. you're bored. Yes. And there's other people who are super hype about the gospel. I'm like, well, now I'm excited about the gospel because okay. they're very excited. Okay. So, because sometimes people will talk about the gospel and they'll talk about it kind of like you just did in your introduction, but not sarcastically. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, we already know about the gospel. We know Jesus loves us. Let's talk about the real important things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I felt like that was important. Okay. Mm -hmm. And why are we pushing that aside? Okay. Or the other people are just like, man, like Jesus loves us and this is what he did for us. This is the gospel. And the, the sh that is their passion. And mm -hmm. so it's a more passionate topic. Mm -hmm. And so depending on how that's shared, honestly, is a lot of times how I respond, how respond to, to it. To it. Yeah. yeah. Um, gospel is just re really in brief, means good news. Mm -hmm. uh, good news of what? We were sinners. Jesus has saved us mm -hmm. from sin. And now we, in Christ, we can, we can, we obviously talked last week, have victory over, over sin and become like God as a result. Mm -hmm. um, why, why is, Siku? I was just going to say yeah. that, that just maybe even going back another episode yes. that it's predicated on there's bad news, right? Yes. The bad news is, mm. you know, we're fallen, that there was a war in heaven. Yes. And that lays the foundation for the good news. So yeah. I think yeah. even the sharing of the gospel of Jesus on the cross um, maybe lacks a little bit of its power when you don't even have the larger context. Yes. Like it means even more so when you have the, you know, the meta narrative to right. go along with it then it's really good news. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Don't care about the solution if you don't know there's a problem. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, that's totally, that was, that was my punchline. Oh. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, but you know, you're, you're totally correct. Like how, how do you really, we don't, water is so not very exciting of a topic, right? But when you're living in a desert where there's no water, Water's water very is very exciting. I mean, <laughs> it's the, thing that, the one thing, and then every time you see water after a thirsting, dying kind of experience, mm -hmm. you're never going to see water the same again. Yeah. But yeah. if you've just, been in water and you're swimming in water and then like, mm. it's, 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 it's yeah. and and I know we end up getting in trouble with analogies because they can only go yes, so far true. however yes. um, <laughs> I'm gonna add to your again. analogy yes, go <laughs> yeah. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if uh, water is important and you're talking to a desert people who value water if you talk about trees mm. right, can you talk about a sighting of trees mm. this becomes an exciting conversation as well because that points to the fact that there's water there. Mm. And what I mean by that is the gospel sometimes becomes um, relegated to just Jesus on the cross, right? And mm. it becomes like, oh, that is the gospel. And, and everything else in the Bible is just ancillary, mm -hmm. right? But if we, if we, a global view of what the gospel is, like the, these, the Bible talks about the implications, you know, the, the, the genesis of it, the, the ramifications, you know, all of this is the gospel because it, it, it all goes together. Yeah. Um, so an, uh, I guess a narrow view of the gospel also can lead to boredom because that's all you talk about is, mm. well, Jesus on the cross, on the cross, on the cross, which is the gospel, mm -hmm. but all of this other stuff is also the gospel, the yes, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the gospel, the good news really is foundational to everything. It is the, it is the soil out of, then, out of which, you know, all of our faith experience should sprout from. If it doesn't come from that, something's going to be off. Mm -hmm. So like, what is your foundation if it's not the gospel, but you know, oh, this prophecy or that prophecy or, or this, you know, law or this, this idea or this concept. Um, if it's not 
rooted in the gospel, in the, in the fundamental fact that God is good, that He is love, that He's on your side, that He is doing everything He can to save you, He has provided everything He can to save you, uh, to the point of Him dying on the cross, if that is not the foundation for everything else, mm -hmm. you will get off the track eventually. Your, your faith or your experience, religious experience, is not going to be one of fulfillment and joy and, and peace and, and one in which you thrive, it will be everything else. Mm -hmm. And so the, that's why the gospel is, yeah, it's talked about a lot, but it is really foundational. Mm -hmm. And it's not just one thing, it's, it's the whole story of God's love, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I can go back, and I, and I love what you're saying, I want to get that at, at later on in sure. the episode, uh, because that's all the juicy parts and the good parts and the... And the, and the, and the and uh, but uh, <laughs> but but Siku, what, what you were saying because when you first told my punchline, is um, in today's culture we're not allowed mm -hmm. to talk about the bad news. Mm -hmm. So because we're not allowed to talk about the bad news, the good news doesn't seem as good. Mm -hmm. That's true. So the greatest um, evil in society today is really injustice. You know, mm -hmm. you hear all like things have to be fair as long as we root out. And I'm not I'm not downplaying that experience at all. The injustice in society has been in history uh, a travesty, and it needs to be rooted out. And how it's solved, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the solutions to all that. But in the larger picture of what we talked about in episode one, that's not the greatest evil out there. Mm -hmm. And the gospel presents a larger picture that even should we even have perfect justice in society, there are still evils that exist, and that the gospel, the good news, addresses on that fundamental level, mm -hmm. yeah. But because we're not allowed to talk about the good news, we can't even have the even, we don't even have an entering seat in the conversation yeah. in society today. What I find so annoying about that <laughs> is I feel like, just to totally use a Justin Kim word, is I feel like the good bifurcate. news, yeah, you knew exactly, <laughs> that is the exact the gospel word. bifurcates. That's exactly, what? yeah, the news, no, well, no, just the word, I'll okay. take the word. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> The good news and the, and the bad news are bifurcated mm. in different streams of Christianity. Mm. Is there are certain parts of Christianity that only want to talk about the bad news. Mm. You're a sinner, true. you're lost, true, true, true. bad, 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 so bad, bad. True. Jesus saved you. But you're bad. Right. <laughs> and then there's people who want to talk about goodness, Jesus saved you. From what? Oh, don't worry about that. Jesus saved you. Right. From what? Don't, 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 right. don't even trouble yourself. Right. Jesus saved you. Right. And so you have a solution with no problem and a problem with no solution. Mm. And, and those people hate each other, mm -hmm. quite frankly. Mm -hmm. And think the, uh, both of them are like out to lunch and like mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. completely miss the whole point. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so if, you, if we would just have both, mm -hmm. we could appreciate the full picture of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So both are being preached, but not together. So mm -hmm. both of them are terrible because they're incomplete. So uh, we've talked a lot about the gospel and, and the platitudes of the gospel. We'll address those, but uh, with what you're saying, with the bad news, what is, what is the bad news? There's sin, but there, here's, here's the other thing in society, I think sin is often seen, oh, sin is defined what the church says and, or some organization or some institution, and so that's just their way of getting more power in the world. But really, what is, according to the Bible and according to the meta narrative, what is sin? What is the bad news that, that the, the gospel is trying to solve? Um, 
this is this is a loaded question because <laughs> yeah. like there is a lot of different opinions on this. But okay. we can go with what the Bible does say. Yes, uh, the Bible says that you know inverse uh, inverse yeah that yes. sin you know, is the breaking of God's law. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the transgression of the law. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the law? The law of God. You know, you would think immediately, okay, Ten Commandments. But, mm -hmm. but on a on a more foundational level, the law of God is is. Um, is love. It's all about love and, and how to keep the universe in, in harmony. Mm -hmm. So sin is really stepping out of harmony. It's getting out of tune with with the, I don't want to use this, well, with the vibe of the universe, so to say, okay? <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the frequency of the universe, if that sounds better. Mm. And so if you get out of tune with that, um, things are going to sound weird. You know, if everyone, if an orchestra plays a beautiful symphony and one guy plays on his violin, uh, something completely different, it's not going to mm -hmm. work together, right? Mm -hmm. And so sin is stepping out of the harmony or the frequency of love, um, and that manifests itself in, you know, what we then would define as breaking the commandments of God. Yeah. Um, and then sin has also an effect on a person that it, um, when you step into that, you, you kind of want to stay in that. Mm -hmm. And the gospel is here to remedy both of these things, is to remedy the actions and also your attitude. Mm -hmm. If I can push back gently mm -hmm. and sure, then if you guys can respond. <laughs> so, and I get that and I agree 100%, but there is the counter argument is that that's what postmodern is saying. Is like, why do we all have to be on key? Mm. And even postmodern music right. says, hey, why do we have music that's not on key and that doesn't follow the rules <laughs> of classical music and harmony and melody? Right. And then it's, let's just and we can enjoy that. Let's not have jazz. What's wrong with that? <laughs> is, 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 is a question. Just if I can play the yeah, yeah. advocate yeah. there. <laughs> so I would say I agree with Jonathan. And another way I'd say it is going back to the first episode with the reason that the devil and his fallen angels were kicked out of heaven mm. is because he was pushing lies. Yes. He was pushing a non-reality and he was yes. pushing oh, deception. Oh. Yes. And that is what sin is. Sin is lies lived out. And so God is saying you cannot live in a non-reality because it doesn't exist. And so it's a, it's a discordant note. It's a non-reality. So people are like, why can't I be happy there? It's like, because it's a non-reality. You're, mm -hmm. you're asking for something to exist that does not exist. So it's not God saying, right. I made this arbitrary rule that if you step out of line, I will now make you miserable. God says that's... You can't, there is no other you're, way. You're asking for something to exist that does not. Right. This is this is how love works. This is how love is. Love is selfless. Love gives. Love is kind. Love is all these things. Well, I want love to be this way. But why yeah. doesn't God create that non-existence well, to be existence for us to live in and, and, okay. and experience? Good. Can it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I have let me say try that. and help Once you just. Talk. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you can talk to someone. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> okay. um, I love the I <laughs> um, what, what I was going to say is, like, I think Kelly said it in a previous episode about gravity, right? You can, you can fight the reality of its existence, you can argue against it, you can construct mentally the possibility of a different, of an alternate reality, but when you step off the, the ledge, gravity takes over mm -hmm. and brings you back into reality too late when you're dead, mm. right? And so just I wanted to tag onto Jonathan's description of um, where the problem is. The bad news is that all of us have sinned, that sin exists, and that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that all of us have fallen short of this character of God, of, mm. of the ultimate expression of what it means to live in harmony, mm -hmm. you know, with, 
it, with the vibe, right? The frequency. Uh, with the frequency, <laughs> right? We've all fallen short, and that's the bad news. Yeah. And the Romans 3.23. I mean, these are like the basic texts that, yeah. that yeah. meant, sure. you know, so much for me, understanding like where the problem is. And then Romans 6.23 says, not just we have all sinned, but the wages of sin, the result of that, the, the result of stepping off the ledge is you're going to experience gravity, and the wages of sin is death. Mm. There is no escaping that reality. We can go about our lives trying to imagine, you know, and conceive of an alternative. Mm. And we have the freedom to do that because God has created us with the liberty to choose yeah. to do whatever. But all he's trying to, the sense he's trying to talk through to us in scripture is that it, it's going to be a futile exercise, yes. right? And I, I, you will waste your life, Solomon will tell you, in vanities until we come to a place of surrender to the reality that God presents mm. to us in Scripture. So the bad news is we've all, we've all fallen short of the ideal, and the result of that is that if we're not in harmony with God's government, the, the result of it, not because He's mean, but just because of how reality presents itself, mm. is that we will die, mm. right? And maybe to tack on more bad news for your question, why can't God just because he's, that's who he is. It's like, why can't you just be, you know, a short African woman? You, I mean, you, you just aren't, you know? And that's the reality of who I'm you a are. a tall yeah. Korean man. A uh, medium height Korean man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Korean man. All European. <laughs> okay. But to, to, to go also on, on your question, why yes. can God construct, you know, a multiverse and there's like alternatives for everyone, oh, okay. who, however they want it. Multiverse. The, <laughs> fact, yep. the fact that there is no, <laughs> The Bible t speaks against the multiverse, okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the reality that God will destroy sin and all who cling to it eventually after a fair process, um, it shows us that there are no alternatives. But he, in a way, God does give the sinner who wants that alternative, he gives him exactly that, which is existence without God. What is existence without God? It is non-existence. Mm -hmm. The Bible describes, you know, no, no such thing as an eternally burning hell. It's a destruction of the wicked that will result in an eternal non-existence, which means that you can only exist where God exists because He is life. If you want an alternative, you can have that, but that means non-life. Mm. And so, in a way, God is giving it to them, but there is no other option. Um, but at the same time, the good news is that He's presenting uh, the truth and showing how good and amazing of an option life is with Him. Mm. And he will make it so that everyone understands that and will understand the decision uh, or the result of the decision mm -hmm. in the end. Yeah. Hey, no, I, I, I agree with all y'all saying. And uh, just if I can just throw another log into the fire, not to, not to, not to <laughs> add to my argument, but just to how I resolve is really uh, what we talked about in Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, you have this, this angel yes. who started this, a new frequency. I just, I, I, I and again, it's only analogy, so I get the limitation. But frequency assumes that there are many different versions, but there are only two vibes in the universe. Mm -hmm. One that's going selfish and one that's selfless. Yes. I, think, I guess that, that, that presupposition, that, 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 that uh, background has to be laid first. Mm -hmm. There's only two choices. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, you know, AM, FM, Z, XM, and, <laughs> and all the other frequencies <laughs> and, 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 and whatever. Um, and, and, and then God, and I, was, I guess I would disagree in the sense that God does give us the freedom yeah. to live in a selfish modality. That's what life is right now. Yes. Like we're living in hell 
right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Should we choose a selfish? Mm -hmm. What I meant, what I meant was like it, eternal existence oh, oh, in that oh. way is not yes. possible. Yes, yes, yes. Because like, it would just, they would really just destroy themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, when you mentioned Lucifer. Mm. Uh, another thing that he did was he wanted to be God. Mm. And even if, let's say hypothetically, if God would have allowed that to happen. Okay, Lucifer's on the throne. What now? Mm -hmm. Okay, he might, re uh, might get rid of all the laws or whatever. Just do whatever you want. But Lucifer is a created being. He doesn't have in himself life. life. <laughs> so eventually, everything dies. Everything everything dies. dies. Yeah, mm -hmm. he dies. There is, so it doesn't make so any that's sense. Just it's irrational. The, the creator and creation yeah. aspect alone, but taking just yeah. not even of that. I mean, yeah. that in itself is game over. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but just if you have a group of people who are all selfish, yeah. Yeah. right? Just within a government of that, and in God's mercy, He allows them to live. You're going to get self-destruction there, nonetheless. And look at the, how miserable this world is. Mm -hmm. And this is God allowing this, and God is working in this world. And there are good things, but imagine God withdrawing, withhold, or taking away all goodness, all of His presence. Yes, we would destroy mm -hmm. ourselves probably in a few months. So here we are, and that's the bad news. That's yes. the bad news. That we are in a sea of negative vibe people who are all selfish, 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 selfish. selfish. And how do we get out of this? Mm. And in, in the midst of the sea of negativity, we want in our, in our human constructs, let's create a society that is all fair, that is all just, that, and all dem democratic and, and, and capital. You can, you can buy whatever you want to get. If you earn more, that's fair for you. And, 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 and what that allows for is your zones of selfishness that don't impact and hurt the other person, mm. but that we're still living in a sea of, of, of sin. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm just trying to get at the, uh, we, we talk about, you know, 1 John 3, 4, and the sin is the transgression of the law. It is, but let's get even deeper and in the fundamental great controversy meta-narrative issues mm -hmm. that are going on. So then, when we receive the gospel, what happens? And then just the, the, the way my brain processes is God changes in a process, mm -hmm. as we talked about last, last, last episode, that we go from selfish to Selfless. we reverse the, uh, the polarity. The yeah. <laughs> that exactly. works. Like that. We, and we start learning to be selfless mm -hmm. on some things instantaneous, on thing, uh, some things it, it's, it takes a, a long time to, mm -hmm. and it hurts. So going against the grain of, of, as, of everyone else. As a, as a child who had to go through 12 or more, maybe 14 years of piano lessons, oh. it can <laughs> take a while for you to learn how to play well and right, you know? Mm -hmm. And it can be painful at times when, when you, you know, you're forced more or less to, to practice and practice and practice. Mm -hmm. uh, but the re, you know, now I'm looking back at it, I'm so thankful because I get to express myself through music in a way that I wouldn't have been able to if, if I didn't go through these lessons. And mm -hmm. so it's... it's it can be painful at times, but it's a joy as well. Um, and as God teaches us, He, he, he transforms us mm -hmm. and we become more and more fluent, more and more uh, efficient, or I'm tr looking for a different word that I can't think of, but like we become better and better at, at doing good, mm -hmm. at, at, at being selfless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, oh, go ahead. I have a story to share. The woman's side may now speak. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. I have totally a story. Awkward. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was going to say that, that in society, you're talking about how we, we live in this, you know, in this sinful, you know, yeah. um, world. Um, but people in their hearts desire something different, mm -hmm. you know? Like, we want justice. We yes. want fairness. Yes. You know, we want... And we also realize that um, justice or fairness is something that it's it's... 
you cannot have justice or fairness mm. when when life is inward focused. Yes. That's why you have injustice is because I do whatever I want. Yes, right? yes. And so there is innately in humanity a desire for those qualities that God actually <laughs> that reality exists on, you know, as a foundation. Yes. And um, maybe I don't know, I'm, I'm wrestling with maybe some part of the challenge is as those to whom God has given the gospel, maybe sometimes we don't phrase it in a way that people can understand that, mm. look, this is actually what the gospel is. And that's why I was talking about the narrowness mm. mm-hmm. of how we yes. talk about the gospel. Yes. This is the gospel, is mm. that that yearning that you have in your heart for for you know, for for society that cares about each other, that thinks about each other, that is actually what God is trying to give yes, to us. Yes. Um, so, anyways, then. Yes, and, and just, uh, just a disclaimer, hey, and I know the milieu right now, we're talking about social injustice and social justice and whatnot. That desire, as, as you mentioned, that desire for justice is not a bad thing. Right. No. But the means by we accomplish it is, as long as it's fair for me and right. it's just for others, that's... It's, it's, it's good, right? But how do you have the entire, in a selfless way for everyone to experience mm-hmm. that together? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, is, that is purity in a capital sense. Yeah, in the purest form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if y'all did this in the last episode because I wasn't in it, but I wanted to share a story of what it's like to experience that repolarization as you were talking about. Because people talk about it a lot, like, oh yeah, you move from selfishness to selfless. But like, in that moment, because there is, there's a balance of the Holy Spirit is in you, but you still have a choice mm-hmm. to obey the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I could sit here and give you thousands of stories. It's of, not a forced polarity one yeah. way. You have a choice. It's of not course. you're just like, I am now yes. holy. Yes. It's, it's just, yeah, that, that, yes. that'd, that'd be great, kind of, but <clears throat> anyways. Just override so, your free will. That'd be, <laughs> yes. Sometimes I ask the Lord for that, and he's like, no. So, <laughs> anyways, um, so I could give you lots of experiences that of uh, all the times that David has been really, really nice to me. When David I, is your husband. David is my yes. husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I don't deserve it, but um, give you a different experience. So something I've been praying about a lot is for me to be very kind to David when he doesn't deserve it in the moment, because again, he does it to me a lot. But when he's the like you know, every four months he's kind of rude, and then I'm like, hey, you're rude. I'm gonna be rude back. But I'm like, Lord, help me not to do that. So a few months ago, we were with some family and David was experiencing a lot of stress and we were going somewhere and he was weirdly rude to me. And it was one of those times where I'm like, this is clearly not about me. Um, But it was still hurtful because he's my husband. I love him and I don't like when he speaks to me that way. And so in that moment, I had lots of things that I wanted to say back to him that would not have been helpful. (laughs) But the Lord was like, Kelly please be quiet. <laughs> and so at first I kind of was like, are you, are you, are you, are you okay? <laughs> and so, but he just kept going. And so I kind of left it and the conversation ended and normally David apologizes and he didn't cause he was upset about some things. And so I wanted to confront him in the sense of you're being a jerk. You need to not be a jerk. But instead I just sat with him and I said, you know, I can tell that you're upset about a few things. Can, can we talk about that? And what happened inside of me though, was the Lord saying, Callie, you know that your husband's hurting and I want you to talk to him about that. And that's all it was. It was the Holy Spirit telling me and me saying, I will listen. Mm-hmm. And often that is what the polarity is. Mm-hmm. 
the Holy Spirit giving you power and courage and strength, but you have to still choose to obey the Holy mm. Spirit. So you got the prompt from God, the choice is still within and you. And the strength. And then once you ascent, then a strength comes in and yes. the, the polarity is reversed. Yeah. Okay, that was a scientific kind of spiritual. Yeah, it's a science experiment. Yeah, I like it. With that Jesus. Good. That was good. <laughs> the, the catch word for this episode is reverse the polarity. And I would say that that is not within our strength to do at mm -hmm. all, but the gospel is that God gives us the strength to do that, that we can be free from the selfish pull of our natural selves. That's our prayer to ask for the reversion of the polarity. Hopefully that's yours uh, in accepting the everlasting gospel. We'll see you next week here in Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is inverse.